Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening. Welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, through us, with us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on. Today you see me struggling with a mask. Um, I don't have a choice. I have to wear the mask today because I'm always truthful with y'all. I tell you the truth. So, um, as I told you months ago, I was having work done on my mouth and, uh, the work seemed uh, undone yesterday. So I have to go to the dentist on tomorrow so they can try to straighten out the little mess that happened. So I kind of wear a mask because I don't want to scare you away. I look like a vampire. Well, I just had to tell you that way because it doesn't really look like a vampire. But anyway, thank the Lord for another day. So I'm not sick where I can't minister or preach or teach or whatever. So don't, don't get no idea I got a mask on because I got COVID or something. I'm sick. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm just covering up my mouth because it, it just don't look appropriate for you to see my mouth like that. It's scary. Ah, I'm a joke anyway. But anyway, listen, let us pray and get into God's word because I'm be running late. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for salvation. I ask you to touch every liberal soul that's under the sound of my voice that's listening to this broadcast, watching this broadcast, however they may be receiving this word of God today. Ask you to touch every little soul and meet every need in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so bear with me today because today I'll sound probably sound even more like a frog than I normally do. Um, fair to say, but that's probably true. Anyway, uh, get your Bibles. I'm going to try and drink a little water. So just bear with me one second. Ah, the water still tastes delicious. You know what? Today's message is about purpose. I want to tell you something. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of doctors and all that, but they have their purpose. Dentists have their purpose. When uh, you have to understand my backstory. I like the candy and cookies and ice cream and hard candy. I used to eat a lot of hard candy as a kid, so that's why my teeth are all jacked up. And um, it caught up with me as I got older. So um, you reap what you sow. So not only live right, take good care of your teeth. Don't eat a lot of hard candy. Eat chocolate instead. All right. Get your Bibles. Can you hear me? Amen. Okay. Get your Bibles and let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And we're going to talk today about purpose. Everybody has a purpose in their life. Everybody, even the bad guys, everybody got a purpose in their life. Now let's read what the word of God says. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. I'll say it again. To everything, there is a time, there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Well, that's heavy. There's a purpose, there's a season for everything that happens, and that there is a purpose for everything that takes place under the sun. Everything that takes place under the sun has a purpose. The dentist has a purpose that, you know, they, they poke your teeth out or fix your teeth or give you a bridge or give you a root canal or whatever. That's their purpose. They got to get paid for their purpose. And there's a season. The dentist can only work on your mouth for so much at a time. It has to be in a season that you're going to get sick and die if they give you too much of this or do too much of that. It's the same thing with regular doctors. Everybody got a season and a purpose. The purpose for them going to school is for the season to work on your mouth when it's time or to work on you when it's time. You go to school from kindergarten to uh, 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 picking up your bachelor's or your master's or your uh, associate's degree. But the purpose for you to get that education is to get a good job. 
Their purpose is to help you get a good job. Help you improve your lifestyle. In that season, when it's time for you to obtain that job. There is a season to do this. If you notice, they have season. For in some parts of this continent. Four seasons in this part of the continent. Summer, fall, winter, and spring. Amen. It don't change. But there's a purpose for everything that happens under the heaven. So you see somebody murdering somebody, robbing somebody, they had a purpose. They said, I had no reason. No, 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 no. Amen. The devil gave them the purpose and the reason to do it. Because he was a murderer in the beginning and accused all of his brethren from the beginning. Look at that verse one more time. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. There's a time for purposes to be fulfilled in your life and in the lives of people around you. That's a fact. It's not a theory. But what, what, what are we doing about this purpose? What are we doing about this purpose of our life? Everybody, what I, know, I think it's Rick Warren, or one of them wrote that book, Purpose Driven. Everybody went and bought that book. And they still haven't found out what it means to be purpose driven. They still don't know what it means to be purpose driven. They still don't know why they're here. They still don't know why God created them. People read all kinds of books and still don't know nothing. Let's move on. Let's go to Exodus chapter 9. Let's go to Exodus chapter 9 and verse 16. Listen to what it says. Exodus chapter 9 verse 16 says, In the very deed for this cause have I raised thee up for to show in thee my power that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. I'll read it again. And in the very deed for this cause I have raised thee up for to show in thee my power and that my name will be declared throughout all the earth. This is something God wanted to do. God wanted to show us how it throughout all the world. He rose up Moses for this purpose. He rose up Moses. You got to understand something about this. God rose up Moses. Even though he was raised in Pharaoh's house, God rose him up for his glory that he might be glorified. God rose him up. You see, you got to understand something. You got to understand something about how God works. God will take you, clean you up, and rise you up for his purpose and for his glory, not yours. Old people pat you on the back here and there, but God will rise you up for his purpose that he might be glorified, that he may work miracles through you. Many people get saved. Many lives will be changed. That God would be glorified. That God would be magnified through the deed that he have you do. Amen. A lot of times people run, to, uh, run around the famous preachers. 
instead of them calling on God. They think the famous preacher is the one that's doing the work. Not realizing it's God doing the work. God is the healer. God is the deliverer. God is the way maker. God is the sustainer. He's the provider. El Shaddai, El Hillel, he is it. He said, I am that I am. He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He wants to bless your life out of your obedience to him. Amen. God rose up Moses. Moses was not no fancy person. Moses couldn't even hardly talk properly. But God rose up Moses to lead his people out of Egypt. God rose up Moses to lead the people out of Egypt because he wanted to deliver his people. God will rise you up to deliver his people. Oh, yeah. You say, oh, God did that back in the day. No, no, no. There's people that need to be delivered today. I said there's people that need to be delivered today, not tomorrow. God wants to show his purpose in us. God wants to show his greatness in us and through us and in the midst of us. We got to allow him to. We got to allow God to work with us, for us, through us, and in the midst of us. That's what we got to do. Amen. That's what we got to do. That's what we need to do. The Bible teaches us, preach the word. Be instant in season and honesty. Reverend, rebuke with all long suffering. This is something we need to do. My mouth is chunked, but I'm still going to preach the gospel. I'm still going to teach the gospel. When I got to wear this mask or not, I'm still going to tell the truth. But somebody need to know the truth. They don't need to see my teeth. They need to hear the truth. <laughs> Amen. They might run away they see my teeth. But God rose up Moses, a man that couldn't hardly talk straight. A man that could hardly talk and make sense. But God rose him up that he might glorify himself, that he might move in the behalf of the people of God. Amen. God, <laughs> Father will never change. We change. Amen. We change. We're the ones that change, not God. He said, I'm the Lord, that God that changes not. I don't change. If I said it, I'll do it. If I spoke it, I'll bring it to pass. God don't change. He's still God all by himself. He's still the Savior of the world. Let's move on. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 11. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 11 says, According to the eternal purpose which he proposed, he purposed, excuse me, in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'll read it again. According to the eternal purpose, according to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Eternal purpose. God had already purposed your salvation. God had already declared 
Yeah, deliverance. God has already declared your provisions, your job, your home, your clothes, your bank account. God has already provided that for you. You just need to obtain it. You need to accept it and receive it. Why? Because it was through Christ Jesus. Amen. When Christ went to the cross, a lot of people don't understand this part. When Jesus went to the cross, he went for everything that you need. Amen. Everything that you ever have in your life, if you accept his promises. God promises through Christ Jesus a yay and amen in him. It's whether we want those promises or not. Whether we want the promises of God or not. Whether we want them. Whether we really want what God has for us. It's up to us. It's up to me. It's up to you. What we really want from God. What we truly desire from God. He said, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered the heart to men the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. Do you really love God? Oh, glory to God. Do you really love God? Hallelujah. Do you really love him? Eternal purpose that was purposed in Christ Jesus. God's eternal purpose is that you would have and obtain eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That you would obtain eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's God's eternal purpose. It wasn't God's purpose that no man be lost. It wasn't God's purpose that no man die in their sins. That wasn't God's purpose. That was never God's purpose. That was never God's thoughts. That was never God's thoughts. That was never God's thoughts. Amen. The scripture says, in Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end in your life. Yeah. God wants to give you an expected end in your life. Purpose, Amen. his eternal purpose is to give you an expected end. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory, it's to give you an expected end. That's something a lot of people don't understand. They go to church religiously and never, 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 never get to know the God of the Bible. So they can't never receive the promises of God because they're yeah and amen in him, but they can't obtain it because they don't know him. They just go to church religiously. They never accept Jesus Christ as their first Savior. Then they never walk with God, so they don't know. They just go to church religiously. The scripture said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his mercies towards me? Well, praise God. God wants to bless our lives. Everybody heard that before. God wants to bless you. But the problem is you don't really want to be blessed. When you really want to be blessed of God, you want to find out what God's purpose is for your life. Amen. Not just going to church. Oh, I wish I could get people to understand that. Amen. I wish I could get people to understand that eternal life is not going to a church building. It's accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and living before God and waiting for the day of redemption. Amen. That's what it means. Not going to a church building. Going to a church building will not save you. 
She ain't going to preach his head when I save you. I don't care what the name of the preacher is. I don't care what the name of the church is. I have no salvation in it. It's just a place of worship. It's just a place of human worship where we're not supposed to be going to worship God. Salvation is not built into the building. Let's move on. Let's go to let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Look at that verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says, For every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or out of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Oh, hold up, hold up. Let's go back. Let's read that again. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. For God, for every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, or out of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. I know some of y'all say, oh, now we're talking about money. I knew we were going to talk about money. Well, I'm not talking about money in general. Oh, I got you, huh? The scripture says, let every man give as he purpose in his heart and not give grudgingly or out of necessity for God loveth a cheerful giver. He's not talking about money alone. He's talking about the life you live and the things that you do for God. Yeah? You think it's just money? It's not. It's not. A good example of this When you see somebody in need, it's a necessity to you to give, because you know the Bible said to look out for those that are poor and don't have. So you're doing it out of necessity. Then the pastor tells you to pay your tithes and offering. You give it grudgingly. Oh, man, I don't really want to give this. Don't give it. God said he never cheerful giver. That's who purpose in your heart. If you're the purpose to give, don't give. Don't deceive yourself. There is no blessing and grudging giving. Oh, I know preachers don't like to hear that neither. Because there ain't no people ain't going to give. But the truth is, God said he loves a cheerful giver. Somebody that gives their time, their money, and their life. Willingly. In his service. That's why I don't beg nobody to give. All right. I said uh, you can become a partner. You can leave a, a love offering. You can go to the website and leave a love offering. I'll become a partner and help us weekly with the broadcast and stuff. But I ain't begging you. I'm not begging nobody for nothing. Because God said acts. He didn't say beg. Preaching that beg is not of God. Sorry. Got to stick to the word. But, however, God said he loves a cheerful giver, somebody that gives their time and money cheerfully. You know, you ever been in a service where the preacher tell everybody to raise the money in their hand? Well, those people ain't got no reward because everybody know their business. Everybody know their business. Everybody knows their business. Fighting with this mask, so bear with me. <laughs> it's comical. That's me. But however, God loves a cheerful giver, a person that gives cheerfully from their heart, not because they're forced to give. Amen, amen. I know preachers tell you, God going to curse you if you're going to give. You don't give. <laughs> um, that's not really biblical. If God gonna curse you, don't gonna give. You're gonna be cursed anyway because you didn't know disobey God in the first place. So forget that nonsense. 
God said he'll, bless, he'll curse your blessing. That he did say. When you rebel against him and do your own thing. I'm not talking about re rebelling against a preacher. I'm talking about rebelling against God's word and rejecting salvation and rejecting what God's word had to say. That's why the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. A workman need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the words of truth. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. Learn how to give. The Bible, I did a sermon already, a message on that already about tithing. You need to go back and check that message about tithing. Learn what it means to give tithes in the first place. Then you'll understand why. Not because some preachers say give. Go listen to that message about tithing. About God, you give it. And you can't outgive God. That's a fact. You can't outgive God. The reason, one of the reasons why God said, as a man purpose in his heart, because everybody don't got $5,000 to give. They may have $5,000. Listen to this. Everybody don't have $5,000 to give. Some people do. But one man may have $5,000. But he got to pay his mortgage. He got to pay his car now. Well, he's going to give according to how he purpose in his heart. He's going to pay his tithes and his offering, and that's all he's going to give. Then another man could write a check for $5,000 for that ministry. If you want to write a check for $5,000, Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated be happy. But I'm just saying in general, everybody can't do that. Everybody don't know what it means to give. They don't know. Everybody don't know how what it means to give, what it means to uh, pay tithe, what it means to give offerings. They don't know. Amen. That's why God said, let every man give a card to every purpose in his heart. And not grudgingly. You're upset about giving. That's why a lot of y'all don't get blessed. Because you're giving because you have to. That's why the scripture says, don't do it out of necessity. Don't do it out of necessity. Do it from your heart. Because God loves a cheerful giver. Let's move on. Let's go. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 18. Bow your heads a minute. Let me pray for the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, everybody watching this television broadcast right now, I ask you to touch their lives from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Save, deliver, and make free. Let the word of God saturate their heart. Let the word of God build on their heart. Oh, God, give my mind to serve you and call on you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 20. And verse 18. Okay. Look at that verse. Proverbs chapter 8, 20 and verse 18 says, Every purpose is established by counsel. And, and good advice, and with, with good advice, make war. I'll read it again. Every purpose is established by counsel, and with good advice, make war. Did you hear that? Every purpose is established by counsel. Every purpose is established by counsel. When you want to do something, you get together with other people. Either you pray about it or you sit down and talk about it. So you can come to a conclusion what you need to do. That's how it works. You just don't get up and do anything and say, oh, whatever. Every good decision comes to counsel with someone. 
Well, we all know there's bad counselors. People can give you bad counseling and you just make a bigger mess than you already made. <laughs> Amen. You can make a bigger mess than you already made by having the wrong counsel. By having the wrong people guide you. That's messed up. Look at that scripture. Every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice make war. Good advice make war. With good advice. Amen. Now, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? For us to go start a war? No. To fight the war that you're going to fight every day in your life. Amen. That you have the counsel of God and good advice from sound minded people to how you can battle and win your victories. Then the enemy comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will rise up a standard and help you overcome. Amen. You'll make good war. The Bible talks about we're soldiers in a war. You got to put on the whole armor of God. You got to put on a helmet of salvation, the blessed place of righteousness. You got to have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God to fight with, because the devil don't, you, you ain't beating the devil with no tools from the earth. I'll say it again. You're not beating the devil with no tools from the earth. He's the prince of the air. You need scripture too. Amen. You need the word of God as your sword. You need to show the faith. And you have your sword in your hand. And you're fighting and protecting yourself. Because God is your real God. He got your back. Amen. God got your back. You need to stay focused on front of you. Did you hear what I said? You need to stay focused on front of you. Let God cover your back. And you hold that shield of faith. You hold that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You have the breastplate of righteousness which is right living, and a harmony of salvation, which is salvation. Yeah? That's what we need. But we can make obstacles. Try to hinder the purpose of God. I feel bad for the doctors. I know how they feel now. When they have on those um, masks all day long, trying to keep from catching the germs, from praying for those people, work, excuse me, working on those people, and they have those masks on trying to breathe through them. Uh, now me trying to preach with this mask on, I'm getting a feeling of what they go through. But God is victorious in our lives. Hallelujah. God is victorious in our lives. Look at this verse one more time. Every purpose is established by counsel and with good advice make war. Good advice make war. And the war is in your flesh. And the war is in your mind and in your heart. I tell people that God don't speak to no one 24 hours a day, but guess what? I'll tell you the devil will try to talk to you 90 hours a day if he could. <laughs> the enemy will try to talk to you 90 hours a day if it was 90 hours in a day. Amen, but amen. the living God does not talk to nobody every day, and there's a reason, because he he's not the author of confusion. The devil is. That's why he'll try to talk to you 90 hours a day if he could. Good advice helps us make war. To sustain our walk with God, to sustain our lives in God and in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you something. Let me be realistic and real with you. Every day is not going to go the way you plan. Everything is not going to happen the way you want it to happen. You're not getting everything you want. Stop living on the dream world. I know these preachers today teach you, you can have whatever you want. They're lying to you. You can't be saved and have everything you want. You can't be saved and have another woman's husband. You can't be saved and have another uh, a, a man's wife. 
Come on. Don't tell me this nonsense. I'm gay and I'm safe. Stop it. Stop lying. Repent of your sin. All sin is condemned in God's sight. There ain't no small sin. There's no black sin. There's no white sin. There's no white witch and there ain't no black witch. There ain't no red witch. You're a witch. You're a witch. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Tell the truth. Live the truth every day. Live the truth every day. We got to live the truth every day. Amen. The funny thing about this with my mouth, I got a call yesterday that I had to go uh, visit a widow on this day. Now on Sunday, I don't go visit nobody. I prepare to have my service, but I want to tell you something. The scripture tells us to fail not to look after the widow. Amen. You got to follow the whole word of God, not some to tell them, I'm not coming because I got to preach tomorrow. I got to do this tomorrow. No! That's part of the word. That's part of being obedient to God. So I went to visit the widow. I started a little late today. Even though my mouth was jacked up, I still went and lived. She was laughing at me and I was talking to her. <laughs> she, because one time she told me, <laughs> she told me she threw away her teeth. She couldn't find her teeth. She threw away her teeth by accident. <laughs> I was cracking up. Then the next time I said, I got some, I got my teeth, I got my teeth. I was rolling. <laughs> but when she see me today, amen, amen. Yeah, she was cracking up, laughing at me. She said, I, I said the teeth fell out yesterday while I was at I was at my nephew's house. She was rolling, boy. But that was to keep her cheered up. Now, since her husband passed away, she has been very discouraged. Nobody asking for him to come back. And I have to constantly tell her he ain't coming back. When you've been married 40, 50 years, it happens like that. Amen. You're looking for that person. And it's the same thing when you've been walking with the Lord for years. You're looking for the Lord. Oh, yes, you are. You're looking for him. You're expecting him. Amen. So I went and spent time with her. She ordered some pizza that she liked. But when she got it, she was upset. She said, this is disgusting. I said, you ordered it, not me. <laughs> What I'm trying to tell you, I like being real with y'all. I like to be truthful with y'all so y'all can get to know who I am. I'm not a joker. I mean, I joke around, laugh. Uh, but I mean, uh, I'm an honest man. And I, I, I know that we're supposed to tell you the truth. And we're supposed to live. Men and women of God are people that live for God. They don't sugarcoat nothing. They tell you the truth that's true. That's what we do. That's our goal. That's our plan. Let's move on. Let's go now to Ecclesiastes. You know, sometimes I got to check my own handwriting. <laughs> okay, I think it says Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 6. I got to check my own handwriting. Wacky. Listen to this. Listen to what it says. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 6 says, Because to every purpose there is a time and judgment, therefore the misery of man is great upon him. Listen to this. I'll read it again. Because to every purpose there is a time and judgment, therefore the misery of man is great upon him. In the political world, some of those politicians say any old thing. They don't care what they say. They just say anything that comes to their mind to get a vote. Then you got those people that uh, uh, run that number free, free, free speech, free speech. And they get up there and say anything they want and think there will be no repercussions for saying it. 
They're both are dead wrong. This scripture tells us there's a time for every purpose and judgment. And judgment, you're going to be judged for what you say. You're going to be judged for what you do. You're going to be judged for how you live and how you act, how you talk, how you treat people. Understand the purposes that you're living for. Understand that you're going to give account for what you say. Amen. Understand you're going to give account for what you do. I'm not joking you. Look at that verse. It says, because every to every purpose, there's a time and a judgment. There's a time for every purpose, but there's a judgment to it. There's a judgment for every purpose. People think they're getting away. You may get by on this earth, but beloved, you're going to stand for God give account. And if you've done wrong, you're in trouble. You're going to be lost. They're going to tell you to depart from me, you work of iniquity. I know you're not. You can't be holding malice and hatred in your heart. Got to be careful. You can't let nobody mess you up with malice and hatred. Don't let nobody mess you up. Don't let nobody cause you to be lost. The Bible makes it plain that there's a time for every purpose and there's judgment for that purpose of what you did. Amen. Your purpose can cause judgment of God to fall on you and those around you. Be Amen. careful what you do. Yeah. Be careful of what you say because judgment can fall on all those that are around you. In the Old Testament, it was the whole family got wiped out all because of one character. Be careful what you do and say. Amen, amen. Be careful because judgment can fall on you. I'm, think, I'm not joking. You may think it's a joke. And then judgment is knocking at your door. Amen. People often wonder why people rob banks. It's easy. They want the money. They're taking the risk that they're going to get caught or get killed. Some of them think they have the perfect plan, and they become the perfect disaster. Why? Because everybody makes a mistake. Amen. We got to make up in our mind to serve God and serve it 100%, not 25%. Let's move on. Let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Look at that verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 10, uh, 28. It said, now we know that all things work together for the good and them that love God and according to them that are called according to his purpose. Let me read it one more time. And we know that all things work together for the good and them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Well, as we all know, most people don't believe that scripture. They don't. Most people don't believe that scripture. Most people do not believe that scripture. Because they can't understand how their wife died, their cat died, their dog died, they lost their job. They lost their home, their car, their money, they got robbed. They can't understand how it's all working together for the good for them. I'm going to tell you something. 
that wife or husband could have been suffered. And God wanted to take them out of the misery. They wanted to go home, but you're trying to keep them here. They suffering. Thanks a lot for helping them out. I never forget the story of the sick cat. The cat was dying. I had a neighbor that had a house full of cats. So one of the cats was dying by my door. I heard a crazy story uh, years and years ago about this kid. His father was a famous preacher. And their dog was dying. Sick. And he took the dog to his father and asked him to pray for the dog that it would live. But he tried to explain to the child, the dog don't have no soul. The kid wasn't interested in whether or not the dog had a soul. He wanted a dog to live. So the father, you know, trying to make the kid happy, he prayed for the dog and God spared the dog. Right. So after I heard that many years ago, while I was there, the cat was dying, I prayed, asked the Lord to have mercy on the dog cat, and God spared the cat life. There is nothing too hard for God to amen, do. Amen. I'll say it again. There is nothing too hard for God to do. Amen. Nothing. There is nothing too hard for God to do. But there's a lot too hard for us to do. Amen. There's so much that's too hard for us to do. But there's nothing too hard for God to do. The scripture says, now we know that all things work together for the good and them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. That's this whole thing. That's what this whole message is about. What God's purpose is for your life. You. Put your name there. Jill, Harry, Mary, Kimmy, uh, David, Sarah, whatever your name is. Find out what God's purpose is for your life. Amen. Not my life. I already know what my purpose is. I'm standing here preaching to you. That's his purpose. That's his main purpose. And then I live right. And so should you. So it says that we know that all things work together for the good and them that love God. And to them that are called according to his purpose, stop saying you love God and don't obey him. Stop telling God you love him, but you won't obey him. That's funny. Oh, I love God. That's like you telling people you love your husband, but you have an affair every day you get. Oh, amen. Huh? You telling people you love your wife, but all your heart, but yet you got a mistress. Amen. That's how spiritually we claim and we say, but we got the devil as our mistress. Oh, one day I'll get into that one for you. That's a heavy one. Let's move on. Let's go to Job chapter 33. Job chapter 33. And verse 17. Job chapter 33, verse 17 says, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. I'll read it again. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. Did you hear that? God wants to draw you away from your foolish purpose. Your sinful purpose that's going to destroy you. God wants to draw you away from it. Why? Because he don't want you to be lost. Amen. God doesn't want, he said that, he doesn't want no man to be lost. He said that no man should perish. He don't want nobody to perish. But we're going to perish in our sins because we won't live right. We're going to perish in our sins because we don't obey God. We won't obey what? We're doing our own thing. We got our own thing gone. 
We're not listening to what God say. We're not doing what God say. We doing what we say, and that's it. Just think about that. God wants to draw a man away from going to commit adultery. A woman will go away from committing adultery. God wants to draw you away from committing fornication. God wants to draw you away from committing homosexuality and lesbian. God wants to draw you away from stealing. God wants to draw you away from lying. He wants you to come out of sin and stay out. He said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. He said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say do? Amen, amen. We go to church, clap our hands, clap to the music, but we won't serve God with dummies. Amen. We are natural born dummies, some of us. We go to church all religiously, but we won't get right with God. We justify it. We justify everything we do. Yes, we do. We justify our sin. We justify our sin. Amen. We justify our sins. One of the pastors, I know he said that some people have what, he said some people have selective conviction. They feel convicted about certain things, other things they don't feel convicted about. All sin is condemned before God. All of it. God wants to withdraw us from sin. Look at look at that verse one more time. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. Amen. Amen. He wants to hide us from pride. No, we want to be prideful. God wants to hide us from pride. He wants us to be humble and godly before him. He wants us to walk with him in the land of the living. He wants us to be godly in all that we do and say. Everything we do, we should glorify God in it. Everything we do, we should worship God in it. What? We need to worship God in all that we do. We need to magnify God in all that we say and all of our actions. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 and verse 9. Listen to what the scripture says. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 says, who have saved us and called us with a holy quarter, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. I'll read it again. Who have saved us and called us with a holy quarter, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and 9. God saved us not according to our purpose. Not according to what we wanted to do. Not according to what we wanted to say and how we wanted to live. But let's read what he says. 
who have saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus long before we were born and this world began. That's the thing. The devil doesn't want you to know that you were predestinated. Amen. Long before the world began, God ordained for you to be saved. Long before the world began, God knew I'd be fighting with this man today to preach to you. He knew that I'd be fighting with it just to tell you the truth. <laughs> He's probably laughing at me. He's probably cracking up joking. And I'm, I'm fighting to preach with a mask on and a mask is going inside my mouth, my nose. It want to cover my eyes and everything else. <laughs> Amen. But the word of God is not bound. Amen. The word of God is free. Amen. And he can make you free. The Bible says, whom the son make free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Whom the son make free. It's all glory. Whom the sun makes free, it's free indeed. Hallelujah. Gloria, mama, mama, shikara, mama, 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 shikara. Whom the sun of God makes free. Hallelujah. It's free indeed. Hallelujah. They're free. They can rejoice. They can magnify God because they've been made free in Christ Jesus. God don't set nobody free. He makes you free. Look at that verse one more time. We're just about finished. Who have saved us and called us with a holy call, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he was given us in Christ Jesus before the world, because God's purpose. God's purpose, not ours. I got saved at one church, one church fellowship, and God sent me to another one to be trained. Did you hear what I said? Amen. That's why God sent some people to the ministry I have that he's given me. They get saved at some other church, and God sent them over here to be trained on how to live and how to serve him and walk with him. Soon. By the grace of God, we'll be turning back to in-house uh, uh, location, a uh, Bible study where everybody be getting together again. Soon. We're working on that right now. We trust in the Lord for it. Amen. But God's own purpose is why he saved us. Now, we make a mistake. We think we're getting saved for our own purpose. It's not true. Our purpose is not about God. It's about flesh desires. What we want. I was driving today, and I seen this pretty car. And I was looking at, ooh, I got to check that out. That's me. Come on, I'm not the only one. You see something like, ooh, I want to check that out. Yep. I want purpose, but God called us for his purpose. God has called us for his purpose. Amen. To walk before him in righteousness and godliness. To set an example. But the thing about this whole thing is. That verse says. That it was before the world began. That's something to think about. That it was before the world began. That we were predestinated. Called of God. The salvation to help other people find God, to help other people learn who God is by our living. By the way we live, pray. Today's message is short, but it's still true. You got to find out what the purpose God has for you. And let God work with you from there. Amen. If there's anybody who don't know the Lord is your personal Savior, now is the time to get right with God. Bow your heads with me and repeat after me a simple sinner's prayer. 
that Christ could come into your life. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and my life and be my personal savior. Save me right now. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he rose from the grave on the third day and now sitting on the right hand of God. Lord Jesus, I accept you right now as my savior. I thank you for saving me in Jesus name. Now listen, those of you that are saved and need to be encouraged and need prayer, let me pray for you now, Father, in Jesus' name. I ask you to touch every little soul watching this broadcast, listen to the podcast, however they may receive it today. Touch their lives, break yokes in their lives, and meet the needs in their lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, you can go to our website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org. That's www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. You can leave a prayer request, a testimony, or become a partner, a prayer partner with us, a financial partner with us, whatever they want to call it. Come a partner. Come back on Wednesday night for Bible study. Hopefully, I won't have this mask on. I'll be glad if I don't. But until then, walk with God and obey God and find out the purpose for your life. I'll see you on Wednesday. God bless.